The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And like I say every show, we have a great show. This is a special show. It's going to be a good one today. You better listen in, everybody. I'd like to introduce my guest, all the way from Lomont, Colorado, Chris Morrow. Is you there, Chris? I'm here, James. How are you? <laughs> How are you today? I'm great. Ah, <laughs> you're nervous. Huh? Today, it's nice and sunny. It's beautiful. Okay, that's a good thing, right? Yes. Beautiful day. Beautiful conversation, right? Of course. Got you nervous. You don't know what I'm gonna ask, do you? I'm. I've. I've been waiting. Well, we want to start off. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to be on the show today. Well, certainly. Well, we're going to start off since you're from Colorado, and you're a big-time Colorado fan and all like that. I'd like to speak with you about, you know, your Broncos. I'm going to throw that at you, and then after I throw that at you, I'm going to throw a little um, question to ask and see what you think. But I want to start off, you know, um, Peyton Manning's coming back, Chris. Um, um, the team is, um, I just learned from you today that um, the one receiver, what's his name? Are you are you talking about the, the, the uh, you talking about Demarius Thomas? Yes, he's not coming back. Well, not a big oh, no, 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 no. Demarius um, Thomas is. It's Julius, uh, Julius oh, Thomas, Julius. the tight end, who's not. Uh, is that a big part of Peyton Manning passing game? You think that's going to hurt the Broncos? Well, if, if you look at who he throws to, he throws to everybody, including the running back. And and there's even a couple of, uh, uh, you know, they, they sometimes throw in some of the, the offensive line people that can be a, a receiver every now and then. So you never know. Even the ball boy will be a receiver at times. <laughs> that ain't who be saving the ball from the window now, is it? No, 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 no. But, I mean, you know, Chris, and you know football, you know, well, we argue about it all the time, you know. All the time. You know, winning, you know, because I got more pennies at the household. We know 13, about that. 13, 13. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when, when one part of your receiving core leave, you know, kind of makes, you know, um, I mean, you got to adjust. I mean, you look at when, um, um, I would say, like, um, Seattle lost Percy Harvard, Um Things like that, how, you know, one receiver, you know, I know you got other ones. I mean, look at Wesley Walker when he left New England. Peyton Manning still, I mean, Tom Brady still doing it, but um, you find other guys to lean on, you know, and sometimes it might hurt you. Um, and you say it won't hurt them with that, but do you think they need to bring somebody in to supplement him by being gone or not? To the Broncos? Um, absolutely. They, they, they need a tight end. You know, the the thing with uh, with Julius is he, he was he, he hit great hands. Um, 
and 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 he could he could catch just about anything that was thrown his way. Uh, the issue that he had was, you know, he he got injured, and I think he's 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 starting to be injured more and more. So yeah, you know, they definitely need another tight end or two, and I believe they they signed Owens um, to come in and and replace him, and then they re-signed uh, Green, uh, who actually replaced. Uh, Julius in a couple of the Broncos games. Well, let me let me throw something at you. Then we we'll go back to Brussels. But you say he started getting injured, but he still was a big part of the game when he came in and, and he produced. I mean, look at um, for the Bears, um, Brandon Marshall. They got rid of him for injuries, but when he was in the game, I mean, he was a big part of the game. You know, why would you get rid of somebody? You know, I know injuries, but you know, but they're a big part of the game when they're playing. Yeah, he was a big part of the game, but if, if you notice. The, his his numbers before he got injured, and then his, his numbers when he returned, he he wasn't producing. He really wasn't producing, and I think it was because of the injury that he. I mean, I mean you know you know how this. I mean, you you favored your 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 knee a lot after you got injured, and so you weren't you weren't the same. And it takes a while to come back from those kind of injuries. And, and who knows? Um, who knows if Julius year. is going to I mean, make I had come Broncos, back? I hope to go back to Super Bowl and win it. Y'all got last year. Y'all picked up Demarcus Ware from Dallas, great defense player. And what y'all say? Y'all need to work on your defense because often y'all are scoring like crazy. But you know that was a disappointing year. I mean, what can you see the factors why that was? I mean, everybody at the end said the playoff game paid man was hurt. But you know, I mean, you've seen them three or four games before that, Chris. Y'all was playing poorly. What, what do you think was the reason why Denver? Um, I, I I do believe defense. Well, special teams was a was a big part too. Special teams um, messed up a, a few times. Uh, you know, allowing allowing a, a run back. You know, a touchdown all the way on 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 a, on a return. Um, and then uh, of course defense. You know, defense was having penalties and and and. Their their uh, defensive backs weren't as strong as they should be, you know. To, to me, that 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 was the biggest problem. Yes, Denver was scoring, but but then they were were allowing other teams to score as much and then more at times. Mm-hmm. You know, plus Denver has has issues um, playing sometimes. Not not at home. I mean, when they're at home, they have their their their. You know the fans. You know, and 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 Peyton has has trained the fans to be quiet when when he's when he's you know in in, in you know when 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 he's when he's there ready to throw the ball. He has you know they they know to be quiet, but when he when they go away and they you know play an away game, the the fans are just screaming and hooping and hollering, and people the the team can't hear him. And and he's he's a, he's a very verbal quarterback, you know. He he doesn't do hand signals or or signs or whatever, and and that that that's a downfall. Well, I mean, you you see the first year when Peyton game that great year with Super Bowl, Super Bowls, mm-hmm. baby. Next year they start out good, and you know, and now how do you see them? I mean, you see the the big start, or you see teams catching on to them? It's gonna be a different. You know, I mean, it's the third year now. Teams are going to catch on to what they're doing. Do you see that winning that division, or what do you see their record at? I see Denver. I definitely see Denver winning as far as the the division again. Um, 
as far as going up against uh, Tom Brady or, or, or Indianapolis. Indianapolis is going to be tough this year. They're, they've, they've gone out and, rec- and, and gotten a few good players on their team you know, in the, here in the offseason. Um, they're they're going to be, be pretty competitive. Um, but I still think that Denver is, is still the team to beat in, in the AFC. Peyton Manning, you know, do you see him as this is last year? I mean, he took a pay cut to bring him better players and more, you know. Is that saying, you know, he want to continue another year? Or is that just saying, hey, I'm going to pay cut his year. It's going last year. But if we do it, we don't, I'm done. I, 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 I think so. I think that he's, he's going for glory this year, you know, hoping to win Super Bowl, going all the way. And if he doesn't, I think then, you know, I think he'll probably retire at the end of the season. And Chris, you know, you know football well and all that. Why would you mm-hmm. think to fire a coach? I and mean, you know this might be your um, quarterback last year. You got to start all over, personnel, new personnel, get that system down. Why would they do that in, within Peyton last year? I could see if it was a, a, a rookie quarterback and he had, you know, just started. No, why would you do that now? I, I had a hard time when they did that, you know, because – Fox, you know, he he'd had a pretty much winning season, a winning record the entire time he was at Denver. Um, I, I I I didn't understand why they did that, and and especially bringing in someone who really didn't have a prove a, a strong proven track record. I I don't know. I mean, I that that, that for me that that that's about the only downfall is, you know, bringing in a new. Uh, coaching staff like they did, but I still think that Peyton is, you know, he's he's Peyton Manning and he's 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 a stud and he's going to do it. Yeah, but y'all have a problem with getting over the hunt with beating New England, you know? and I didn't think New England was that strong last year. But you know, player personnel wise, they have better players than you guys, and you still can beat New England. Why is New England? Always a team for y'all to beat. I mean, that that over there, that is. Um, that you know, I I I I I think that's that's the 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 the, the tough. You know, their 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 Achilles heel basically is is New England because I I I don't know why they can't beat them. You know, why they couldn't beat them. They have in the past, but. Uh, this last year, I, I, I think that uh, New England was better prepared, and you know, they 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 had studied studied the tapes, and they knew what was coming at them. And you know, Denver, unfortunately, just like the year before when when they played in the Super Bowl against Seattle, Denver didn't do their homework. You know, I, I, I'm hoping that this next year, when they face New England, that it'll be a totally different story. Let me ask this, Chris. Do you think coaches win games or players? I mean, as you said, you know, they were, well, I know they were better prepared. Is that the player-wise prepared or the coaches had a better plan than Denver coaches? Depends who's calling the plays. You know, sometimes quarterbacks call plays. But in Denver, you know, it's 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 typically the coaches who call the plays. So um, I, 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 I think it was... It, it was the coaches who called... Or, or, or put in the wrong plays, and all, all the, the 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 team could do was try to 
you know, do the best they could with, with what they had. And it wasn't, it, the plays weren't proper, weren't right. Well, this is what we do, Chris. We've got to take a break. We'll come back and ask a little bit more about your, uh, your failing Broncos and uh, a little oh. bit about how you do with your fancy football, too, last year. I noticed you didn't win, but this is Jay Little, my guest, Chris. Uh, we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, this is James Loving, my host of Loving That Sports Talk on the Always Great Show. My guest, Chris, is Yes, I am. Good that you held on. In fact, you want to hold on because you want to talk about your fantasy football team. Oh, boy. Here we go. Bring it yeah, on. Yeah. Well, we got to put it out there, Chris. A lot of things, a lot of years that people do and go through, but I'm um, definitely put a start out there for you with all the encouragement you give me and, uh, you know, with the show and everything else in the microphone. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, let's get to the fans football. You know, you never want to hear it. You women, you never <laughs> want to hear from men about football. I think y'all know everything. They got them losing. Fantasy football, anything. Uh, you play with your parents. Actually, it started with, yeah, with my nephews. And um, my, we, we got my mom into it. My mom actually plays. She's she's never really knew a lot about football, but um, I've I've taught her a lot. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so yeah, so it's my nephews and a couple of their wives and, and the, you know, there's about eight, eight or 10 of us that play in a year. And I think this is like our sixth, sixth year we've played. Okay. Have you won? Uh, no, I've come close. I didn't hear that. 
<laughs> now, 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 didn't I hear you say that you wanted to actually play in the fantasy football this next year? I said it, but then I was thinking about it because I really don't. No, 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 no. Didn't you say you wanted to play in fantasy football this, yeah, this year? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Okay, so that means you're going to do it, and and if you lose, then guess what? What? If you don't come in first place, then guess what? what? I don't want to hear it. What? <laughs> you just you just said that to me. You don't want to hear it because I didn't win. I hear it. How can a person lose? They got thirteen winning pennies. Come on, really? Hey, it's gonna happen. It's gonna yeah, happen. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. But um, definitely, fantasy football is great to get to learn about football. But you know, Chris, I still got a lot of stuff to ask you about. Um, you know, there's a lot of free agency going around. You know, uh, players on a different teams. You know, if you look back, Chris, um, do you agree with free agency? You think that's a good thing because you know. You get a lot of teams that stack, stack players, you know, and, you know, have this great team with all these great players, but they still don't end up winning, Chris. I mean, you know, we like, man, they got this pro role player, this pro they should be, and they always never win. Why do you think that is from your opinion? Well, there's some, some players that, uh, you know, they, they may be a good good player, but they, 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 they just can't play with a certain quarterback or a, in a certain – um, program, you know, you were running the ball with with different plays, they they just can't get it. You know, they're they're used to doing things in in, in you know in, in a specific order. So you you you, you change you change teams, you change cities, you know you 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 know some people aren't aren't good with change. Yeah, I'll say about that. I'm text to Jerry Robinson, so he to it. Ah, okay. <laughs> he wanted to be on today, but we're already doing it, right? Yes. But, yeah, you, you agree with them. And, um, I mean, I go back to everybody, you know, I like to give an example, but, you know, basketball with they had Kobe, Shaq, Carmen Long, Gary Payton. Remember that team? Oh, absolutely. Oh, but, yeah, but, but the issue is, I mean, just just like with Miami, you know, they had, and and, and even before that in in Boston, um, you know, they had they had those those stacked teams, great players, but you know, it doesn't mean you can't play together, you know, and it proves, you know, just because you're a great player doesn't mean that that you can play with each other, you know. Now, my question to you is, I'm glad you said that. Is how many key superstars do you think you need on a team to be great? I mean. One. I think basketball, you have five men on the court. I think two is enough. At, at the most, I mean, but but typically football, you, you, you do need at least one good all-star player on, on, on a squad. You know, and unfortunately, Denver Nuggets don't have, they don't have one, so. What do you say about football? Um, well, but see, f- football is a totally different story. You know, you can have, you know, you, you have to have at least a strong quarterback, you know, whether he's a, a tier one quarterback or, you know, a second tier, at least, you know, someone with a good arm and, 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 and you know, who knows how to well, see. Chris, you got to have place. a third quarterback. Come on. He has to be a third. Well, not always. I mean, sometimes, like, like, like for instance, your Eagles, Foles, you know, not last season, but the season before, he stepped in and he, was, he did great. And, and no one knew him, you know, but he was able to step up to the plate. He was a stud that year. He was. He was. I thought I said, you got to have a stud quarterback. Look at Mark Sanchez. We can do nothing with him, right? Right. A stud quarterback. So you got to say one, a quarterback. You got to have a stud. 
What other positions or how many more you think? Well, of course, you have to. Ha- I mean, you you have to have at least two or three on the defense. You know, because you need need at least one one good stud on on the defensive line to 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 guide the the defensive people, um, at least the line and or the defensive backs. Okay. You know, and 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 then of course you need need a a decent receiver, and and. At, you don't necessarily need a stud as a, as a or, or a, 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 a tier one running back, but you need somebody who can find the holes and and you know and and follow somebody and and make the plays and hold yeah. on to the ball. That's that's key. Hold on to the ball. Don't drop it. So you say average. At, le- at least, I mean, and 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 you can <laughs> some of these things you can train. You know, you can you can teach. With with some of the players, you know, on on how, you know, how to catch a ball, how to, how how how, how to how to run a play, you know, mm-hmm. you know, a, a receiver as long as he has good hands and good feet, you know, and decent enough speed, you know, some of those things you can you can teach. Now, what team do you think, like you say, you could have over amount of stuff where your team just fail? I mean, look at look at Houston. I mean, you got J.J. Watts. They had the number one pick. It's supposed to be a uh, They had the Saints and all that. Houston was uh, barely won six games. Right, right. I mean, you got all these number one picks, and you're not winning. But their defense was defense for Houston was good. They're, they they had a good defense. They had not a good quarterback, and their running back was hurt most of the game. You know, and I mean, the only only receiver Houston had was Andre Johnson last year, and of course he won't. He 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 got out this year. He's like, I'm done. All right, before we get you off, quarterback for your fantasy football, who would you pick? Um, if I if I could do it again, I'd get I'd get Peyton Manning in a heartbeat. Running backs, who would you get? Um, I would try to go and get uh, um. God, who would I go get? Um, I, uh, oh, oh, um, 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 you put me on the spot. I can't. Uh. Well, don't take your time. Don't mess your brain up. <laughs> who would I go get? Let me let me think about this. So I would try uh, Demarco Murray if I if you know depending on what team he lands on, mm-hmm. uh, and then. Uh, t- 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 it depends on who all, who else comes back, uh, and and of course Frank Gore's now with uh, Indy, and I think Indy's got a good program, you know, for for a running back. I don't know. It it all depends, you know. But Demarco Murray first off. Receivers. Well, okay. So I'm 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 very partial to uh, Demarius Thomas with Denver because he's 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 great. Um, but then Des Bryant, yeah, okay, he's he's good if I can, if I could get him. Um, and who else would I go get? Uh, either Cobb or or uh, um, you know Randall Cobb, possibly uh-huh. from Green Bay. How would you go with uh, for your tight end? Hmm. Hmm. Uh. 
Let me see here. Who would I go get? I got Probably. you thinking today. What, what's that? I got you thinking today. You do. You do. And I'm just trying to think who I'd go get. Uh, probably maybe Jimmy Graham because he's with Seattle now and I think they're going to put him in the, in the, the lineup quite a bit. Didn't they label him as a receiver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my mistake. I don't know if I'd try to go get uh, Julius Thomas from Jacksonville. I don't know if I'd try to get him because um, he's going to figure big into their offense. So, I don't know. There's, you know, tight end is, is, is a little tricky. A little tricky, huh? It could be tricky. Well, your defense, come on now. Who did you have last year? I, I, I picked around. I, I, would, I would pick different teams defensively. But I would probably go with, with um, you know, either go with Houston or, you know, Seattle was pretty good defense. Um. Who else would I might go with? Um, yeah, that's those are probably, probably two that I would probably look at. Let me ask you this. I know um, I'm a big time. I was a big Houston fan, and um, Adrian Foster and Andre Johnson. Their defense should be really good this year. Like you know, I agree with. Do you think the years JJ Watt had last year? Can he do it again this year? I mean, Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a lifetime for a lineman to ever have that happen. you agree with that? It is. But for him to have a couple like that, I mean, he's, he's a monster. He's a monster on the defensive line. You know, I, I definitely wouldn't want to face, face across the line from him. Mm-mm. <laughs> he's a monster. Well, Chris, um, you've been to... You know, a lot, you've been through a lot, you know, your parents, you know, are great, you know, you're that. Well, for the young people out there, what would you leave them with, with something, you know, or, you know, that you'll take if you're speaking to them? Well, definitely, you know, they they got to get that education, you know. They they have to, to you know, stay in school. They got to get good grades. They have to, you know, dedicate themselves to it. And if they're going to get into sports, you know, they, they have to be accountable. You know, they have to, you know, fi- fi- find somebody to mentor them and, and, and listen to what they say. You know, and just, just do the best they can. You know, if sports is not, not it for them, then, you know, find another way. Okay. Well, Chris, I want to thank you for being on the show. You are uh, welcome. It's been nice talking to you. Really do. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And like I say, every week we have a great show. I want to thank our guest, Chris, for calling in and being on the show and giving her opinion about what they think. You know, and always, um, great to have people call in. So, I got my guest back on the line. I heard from him in a while, you know. I've been crying over the last few weeks, you know. My brother, he called me or talked to me, but I know he still loves care about me. You there, Jerry Robinson? <laughs> he killing me, man. You know the good thing about us, man. You know we we ain't even got to talk to each other for a whole year. We still love each other. <laughs> yes, sir. Last still time brother, I talked to you, you had the pool bag. You all right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm all right, man. Yeah, I'm okay. I just went through a period when they had the cold, you know, the cold flying around here and people sneezing and you know you shake a lot of people's hands and you're saying hi. You know how it is, James. Next yeah. thing you know, you wind up feeling like crap, and then. Anyway, I got over that, but now I'm, I'm I'm ready. Let's roll, man. What's happening? Let's make, make it happen. Make it happen. I'm glad you're back. I had talked with uh, the one gentleman, Nancy Glasgow, man, him, but he played with Seattle. But uh, I want to get your input on Seattle. Just picked up Jimmy Graham. What do you think about that? You know, Jimmy Graham. Uh, I like Jimmy Graham. Matter of fact, my daughter she uh, she went to school with him at the U of Miami, and. Um, He's just so talented, man. He really is. I don't look at him as a tight end. I just don't because he's he's a, uh, a just a really, really, really big, athletic <laughs> wide receiver to me. And I think it's a great pickup for Seattle. And uh, you know, although they had to give up their center, you know, and that's where the whole game starts with your center. But I think he'll be a great addition to uh, to Seattle Seahawks because they they haven't had a tight end like that before. He's not just a tight end. He could do a lot of different things. So. You know, I'm 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 happy for him, man. Uh, it's a new start. You know, he's going from one coast to the other coast, and um, I think it was a great pickup. Do you see Seattle? I mean, Seattle already was good. You see them going back again now. I mean, you know, after a mental breakdown with the end of Super Bowl, do you think they can recover and then <laughs> people go back? That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> a mental breakdown. Yes. Uh, I do think they could go back. It'd be interesting. I'm not giving up on it because I mean, how many teams go back three years in a row? Uh, where and, and, and you know, well, there's well, the Buffalo Bills had their shot. Hold on, what am I talking about? But Seattle can. Um, 
I like what's going on in Seattle, man. Uh, unfortunately, the way it ended in the Super Bowl, I just thought that, you know, Coach Carroll just thought too much. He just outthought himself. Leave it at that. And you're not really hearing a whole lot about it up there in Seattle. They put it to rest, and they know what they got to do. And I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, Seattle back in it. I mean, let's talk about Jimmy Grant. I mean, you talk about wearing the best of him and Gronkowski, the two top uh, tight ends in the National Football League for the last several years. And the thing of it is with Jimmy, with Jimmy, is that Graham, he, when you get traded like that, you're angry, number one, your feelings are hurt, and then all of a sudden you dust yourself off and you got a point to prove, and you're on a mission. So I expect some, uh, some pretty exciting things coming out of Seattle as far as uh, Jimmy Graham. Well, Jim, we got a guest for caller. Caller is going to be on the show. Are you there, John? From Chicago. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, John? John, Jerry? Jerry, John? Hey. How you doing, Jerry? Uh, Jimmy, uh, what's up with uh, Philadelphia over there? Uh, they don't need you to play no more, do they? Look like they need, a, they need you to play. They need some help or something. <laughs> well, you know, something, the interesting thing about um, Philadelphia Eagles is they're, I mean, the only bigger news than the Eagles are the San Francisco 49ers with everything that's going on there. But in Philly, man, Chip Kelly has always, Chip's always done what, what he feels he needs to do and decisions that he makes, that he made when he was in college and somebody's making now. That's not really, you know, people's opinion about it is really, I'm not going to say that important, but I don't think it's really that important to Chip. He won't lose any sleep over it because he has a plan. We don't know what it is, and it's okay if we don't know, as far as Chip's concerned. You know, right now, I mean, he in the offseason, he got put in that position where he could just run this team, and he's going he's gonna to put together the team that he wants to put together. I love the Eagles, man. Everybody's a little confused right now. They don't know what's going on. But for some reason, I am just want to see, like everybody else in this NFL country and the world football fans, what Chip's plan is. I'm not doubting him because Chip's never, ever, ever been concerned about what other people think. I mean, you got sports science on this club. I mean, he, he does things totally different um, than anybody, and he brought his offense in here. Um, you know, I think the most baffling thing is when you think about it, all the guys that used to be there that aren't there anymore. You're not talking, you're talking about, you're talking about some bad dudes, man. And evidently, those players just weren't in Chip's plan. I can live with that. But, boy, I tell you what, I need to see something pretty impressive this, this season. That's going to be the University of uh, Philadelphia there. You know, it's going to be, you turn into a, instead of a, a, a pro-style offense and a pro-style uh, organization, they, to me, I think they messed up when they gave them too much power. A lot of college coaches that came in and coached the uh coach the NFL when they came in and started giving the general manager and, and the head coach like uh, a lot of coaches when they get the coaching and the general manager like Mike Shanahan they Redskins did the same thing everybody come in like uh, your, your coach that used to be the, Andy Reid with Philadelphia a long time ago you, you messed him up too you know I, I think he should concentrate more on winning than sit up here doing the, uh, the managerial positions and stuff like that well you know what I agree with that but it's like this. Let me ask you a question. If you were given your dream job of coaching in the National Football League, wouldn't you put people in position to make sure that their interest is the same as yours and that they got your back, although it may not make any sense to anybody else? I understand where you're coming from, 
that was the same issue out here in Oakland. You know, people with Reggie McKenzie uh, being the general manager, they were, uh, they were like, oh, God, does he know what he's doing? He doesn't know Reggie has a plan, and, you know, they haven't won a whole lot of games, but as far as the Raiders are concerned, as far as I'm concerned with the Raiders, they've made some changes over the last several years. They got a, you know, it's always great to have an ex-player as your head coach in Jack Del Rio. Then you got Kenny Norton Jr. as in the defense, and you got Woodson back coaching. You got a lot of things going on right there. So you have to, when you're the head man, you got to do what you feel in your heart to make sure that the people that I hire to work under me as coaching assistant coaches and the players that I bring in, that they got my back. Although I what you're saying. My, my idea of my back might be different than everybody else, but that's okay, man. That, that, that's, that, that's just the way it right, is. But, but what about when, it, when the uh, – now, just like a fine example with Chicago Bears, Mark Tressman, he bringing everybody that got his back as far as they used to work, uh, work up on there, people he knew. But at the end of the day, it's all about ticket sales. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, Mark Trump, you know, his back, his back got broken you know, real quick. You know, coming to, to come to games, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, when you sit up here and try to develop your own type of style of uh, football play in your program, and but how many years would it might take you for it to just, uh, you know, to establish that? It might be like four or five years for Chip Kelly to, to get it how he want to get it. And the fans ain't going to wait that long. So what they eventually going to do? They gonna what? revolt, you know what I'm saying? Well, they gonna want to fight, yeah, especially in Chile, Philly. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, play. if they're not happy, they will voice their opinion. And you know something else? Now remember this, you know, just because coaches sign four-year deals, whatever it is, that don't mean they're gonna be there the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if it don't that. work, if it don't, yeah, if it don't, if it doesn't work out, then you know they'll be out of there. But right now, Chip yeah, like this. You know what, you guys just just hold your water here. I understand that some of you don't agree. Most of you probably don't agree, but I know this plan works. And you know what? It's all in. It's like playing poker, man. All his chips are in. Yeah. Because but the, the, the fans right. of Philadelphia. A lot the of the players was talking about his the way he now the way he uh, one player was a couple players was talking about they don't like how he uh, he do his cap. You know he. You dealing with veterans. Veterans and college players are two different type of players. You know what I'm saying? You know, and uh, one player was talking about that man. He really, he really runs the mess out of you. You know what I'm saying? This, this is that. That is a great point to bring up. In 1979, when I got drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles, Dick Vermeil was the head coach. He just came out of UCLA a couple of years prior to that. Uh, Dick took the Eagles to the first playoff game in years due to the miracle in the Meadowlands. When Dick got there. Philadelphia Eagles, from college, here we go, from college to pros. He changed the system around. It was about, you know, that, that saying, my way or the highway. I don't know if it's necessarily that, but it was about yeah. hard work prevails over everything. And those that did right. not want to work hard were no longer on that team. So, yeah. now, I, I stayed there for a long time, so I understand what that's about. But, you know what, this is 2015. I really don't care if you're a spoiled athlete. If you're going to be on my team, you're going to have to do what I tell you to do. That's all. You got to work hard. I understand. Trust me. I was there in Philadelphia with our three hours and fifteen minute practices. I know what, what what's that like, you know. And then yeah. things do change over. So you was there doing Buddy Ryan era? No, I was there with Dick Vermeil era. Dick Vermeil, Dick, uh, yeah, Dick Vermeil yeah, and yeah. and Norm and uh, Leonard Toth. So that was you no. Know, I was there before. I'm telling you, we worked hard. But you know what it is? Don't be. Don't complain about. I'm just saying, if you're a ball player, don't complain about. It. If you don't want to be here, go. Trust me, there's other yeah, people yeah, that would die yeah. to be here. Yeah. 
I think uh, a lot of the money that's floating around today is these players. They don't deserve it like back in the day players like the late 70s and 80s. You know what I'm saying? That was real football in the early. You know, these guys now today, they got these big contracts. And, and then, you know, I, I remember back in the days, you know what I'm saying, the running backs, they, they stay inbound. You couldn't get Walter Payton to run out of bounds. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't oh, feel like Jackson or go do your show. Like with Brandon Marshall, he wanted to sit up here and, and uh, do his inside NFL show on uh, go fly Tuesday night to go do his NFI, inside NFL show with uh, in New York. And uh, Foxen was like, no, we got to concentrate on 100 on football. And he was like, well, well that's what I want to do. I mean, people were like, well, Brandon Marshall should be able to do what he want to do. It's, it's not, but you want other people's time. You know what I'm saying? You know? Well, you know, I, I understand that. Uh, you know, these guys nowadays, to me, it's just a big difference. I've been saying this for years. Um, there's so much money out there, and I'm like, go get your money, brothers. Go get all the money you can get, because I've been retired for over 20 years. I know how my health is declining, how my memory sometimes right. gets away from me. <laughs> right. So get all, get all you can. But see, it's like this. These kids, I call them kids, because these kids these days, they've been making so much money since the TV revenues have gone up, they don't have to pay that long. Dude, it's like no, this. No. You ask, you ask, ask, ask somebody, just somebody out there in the street, I call, let's call them normal people. Hey, man, if, if, if you could retire from what you're doing, would, would you stop playing ball if you had $3, 4000000 million in the bank? Hey, man, sure, anybody would. You know, not yeah. just ball players, but, but people. See, these kids, these kids, they've made so much money, which is fine with me. They don't have, they have their futures taken care of them because they've been millionaires for such a long time. If you can get out of your job and have two, three, four, five million, I'm gone if you ain't got to deal with the headaches. Well, in the National Football League, there's a lot of things. Guys are becoming very aware of the physical toll that it takes on your body. And it's like the decision is, you know, some people have lost their desire, like Locker, who who retired. So, you know, he doesn't have the desire to play the game for financial reasons. Well, you know what? Trust me, he's got a couple million in the bank. If he had about $500 in the bank, he wouldn't be making that statement. (laughs) Right. right. It's like a barber. What's his name? What about for James? Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll let y'all finish that about the retired player. This is Jane Love with my guests, John and Jerry. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? 
Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is a love sports talk about. I love it like this when I have guests on there. It's such a great show, you know. And uh, John from Chicago, Jerry from Cali, we talking about um, just day in and day out. But, guys, y'all was talking about retiring. I don't know, John, Jerry. If I'm making millions every year and I'm playing doing the game that I love, I mean, I know how much I wouldn't retire. What are you guys were playing on before? You know what, break? Jerry, check this out, man. We don't know if these guys are enjoying the game anymore. <laughs> I was, you know, that's what you, you brought up a real good point. They must not be enjoying the game. That's the reason, because. When I got in the league in 79, I said, I want to play 10 years. But if I'm having fun, I'm going to keep on playing. I kept on having fun. You know, it, 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 it's, it, when you have a dream come true and you can play the sport or, or have your dream come true, we're talking about football here, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Something has happened during the course of their career or in their life that has taken that fun out of it. They're fortunate now because... When the fun is going out of it for them, they can fall back on millions, <laughs> millions yeah, of dollars, yeah. okay? And guys back in the day, they played longer because there wasn't the money that was in there, but they still loved the game. And it just, you know, it, 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 it's not about, it's, it's just different. It's just different. So evidently the, the fun has been taken out of the game for some of these guys. Unfortunately, that's not the case with Patrick Willis. He, unfortunately, in San Francisco, suffer from turf toe. And as you know, I know that turf toe has, has made a, uh, some of the greatest, some of the some Hall of Fame ball players retire when they retired because of that turf toe thing. It's not just a toe, it's a debilitating injury. And his situation is totally different. You know, he still loves the game. He just can't go anymore. So well, I think Locker, he, you know, he never was healthy. He always was injured from being a first-round pick. And uh, he never could stay on the field long enough, you know, yeah. Well, and, you know, look at it this I, way. When you're, the, when, you're number, when you're the eighth person chosen in the draft, there are great, great, great expectations. You know, not only from from yourself, but from the people, the team, the city, the league. And if, when you're hurt, that's that, that's the toughest time. The toughest part is not the training camp and the games and, and the contact. The toughest part is if you get injured, the rehab part is the toughest part. And if you constantly injured, you just... Mentally, it just it just wears you down. Hey, Jerry, John, yeah. let me throw this at y'all real quick. I know I want to say the thing, but Derek Rose, do y'all think he gonna come back? Who? Derek Rose, you know, keep well, getting injured, the same I, knees over and over. 
and you were talking about injuries, Jerry. Do you think the factor of that just weighing him down mentally? Okay, because I didn't hear the first part of that. You said Derrick Rose coming about. Is he going to oh, come Derek back from Rose. injury? Oh, you know what? Oh, God. Man, hey, this is a great example. Derrick Rose, you, you, we all know how injuries are. One thing is you never bring anybody back too soon. It's, it's better they let them rest, and he had plenty of rest after his first first injury. Well, I'm sure in his mind he's thinking about, you know, being injury prone. He doesn't want to re-injure anything because he's had, he's had to deal with it, man. And everybody deals with it differently. And one of the things is, you know, if you're, if you're a real player, if you're a real baller, man, when you're not out there on that court or on that field or on that diamond with your team, if you are for real, it will bother you. It will keep you up at night. It will destroy you. And if that is what's happening, then it's time to get out of it. I don't know what his mindset is, but I do know that that injury part, man, you, if you can come back from an injury, you're stronger. You're mentally, especially, especially mentally stronger because it takes a lot to get up and go in there and, and, and start working on your injury, knowing that you're, every time you move it, you're hurting your, 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 your body. Physically, you hurt, although you're getting better, but you've got to go through this period of pain. Day in, day out, you got to put ice on, you got to put the heat pad on, you got to go stimulators, all this different stuff you got to go through, and you have to stand there on the sideline and watch your team play, and you can't play. It's pretty difficult. I, I think, uh, well, the fans of Chicago, they get to the point, they get, they get fed up, you know what I'm saying, because, I mean, he's been off for a while. This is about the third injury that I had. This time, instead of his getting, his he got his, McNix, what's it what's called? The, the uh, start with M, McNix, McNix or something, something like, like that. that. Huh? Instead of getting his knee repaired, he got it taken out. And a lot of people were like, why you just didn't get it repaired? You know, and he's, he's basically saying now that uh, he basically, uh, he want to come back when he want to come back. He's not going to listen to management. So, you know, he's going to do it when he want to do it. When he feel like I, to me, I don't think you have love for the game no more. Well, that that, that, that mean, could be, and like like I said earlier, unfortunately, we all don't know. We don't know what their feelings are about the game because yeah, when you're out there yeah. playing ball, you know you got to put on a face, man. I mean, you know, yeah, I, mean, I mean, talk about faces. If you if you look at Jay Cutler, to me, that boy don't even want to play ball. I don't even think he should be had to take his helmet from him. Don't get me started you on. You know what? <laughs> what, what? What about what about Jay? See, the killer part about his Jay Cutler is. One thing, it's like when you give a kid, if you give a kid everything he wants all the time, eventually he ain't going to never earn it. You know what I'm saying? Jay Culler's biggest problem is this. They got to take him back to the days he was in Denver. They have to run the, run the ball more. This coach they got now, they, they had, Mark Tressman, he let the players do anything they want to do. If you run the ball, look at, look at Tony Romo. Tony Romo a year ago was just like Jay Culler. Oh, he just Jay Culler. But what they do now? When dude run the ball more, look, look, they're more successful. Get the ball out of his hand. Play action pass. You can't do no more beat that. And Jerry, oh, I, 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 yeah. you please get on Jay Cutler because I've been telling John R.P. from Chicago, he was a bum. They didn't believe me. Would you please get on him, Jerry? Well, you let, know what? Let me ask you. I don't, I, I, you know what's interesting, though? I don't have to say anything. Anybody that's seen him play, you know what? Just be honest with yourself. There needs to be some serious changes with, with Jay. It really does, you know. Uh, that's all I know because if you're on the team with me, man, you better be emotional. You got to show something. 
You got, dude, you he, got he this show. Leader. He never been a good leader when he came out of college. He never just sit up here and go, come on, y'all, let's, let's, let's do this. He never was like that. When he was in Denver, he was never was like that. Well, then he's, he's never, been a pretty, he's never he's been a pretty, he's he's been been a pretty fortunate dude to get that kind of money, man. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he, ain't, he ain't no leader. But you know what, though? It's, but uh, I think they start, he gonna get the, uh, they gonna, they, what, they, what the officer coordinator said, they're going to they gonna minimize the plays. They're going to take, take a little pressure off. They're going to run the ball more. You know what I'm saying? When you have a, a quarterback that pass more, now you're, you're, you're running back at more reception than your top-notch receiver, Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall. I mean, come on, man. You've you got to run the ball. You know, it don't make no sense. you got to run the ball. But, but you, you're absolutely right. My issue with, with, with Cutler is just the way he acts, man. I'm sorry, yeah, he, I got he, he, I, it's just the way he looks and the way he acts, and he just seems like he has no emotion. But, you know, that's just me looking at him. No, there's a lot of people who see the same thing. You know, you can, you yeah, can, but, you can change you know, your offense. I, I mean, I ain't making no excuses for him, but, you know, for a person that sit up here at type 2 diabetes and, you know, all the things like that, I mean, either he's going to get it together the year coming up or he's going to be a second-round, he's going to be a second-string uh, second, uh, quarterback, you know? Well, you know, the that part of it is, you know, I wouldn't mind being a second-string quarterback with a $114 million contract. Go on and prolong yeah, my well. career. I'm just going to wait for the number one dude to get hurt because then I'm going well, they in. Tried to, a business. They, they tried to trade him, but nobody would take him. Well, I'm well, sure. we got to end the show, but I want to hear know what you said, Gary. We had a guy, um, Dominic Fisher from Syracuse. He was second-string quarterback. Making all that money. He ran his mouth and buddy ran him out of there. Sit your butt down. You making all that money just sitting on the bench. I don't get it. I just don't get it. But I wanna thank you guys for being on the show, Jerry and John. Uh next week you come back home, we gotta talk about all the other on pool. So thanks again, guys. <laughs> all right, God bless y'all, have a great day. All right, you too. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.